Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. All right, folks, here's how markets are looking like right now. And we are coming off the back of some gains on Wall Street. Stocks rose after yields briefly fell to their lowest level in two months. So we are seeing the November market rally broadening slightly into the Thanksgiving holiday. The Dow Jones Industrial Average gained 180 points or 0.5%. The S&P 500 slightly higher by 0.4% to 4000 557 and the Nasdaq Composite advancing 0.5% to 14,266. Worth noting, more than half of the stocks trading on the New York Stock Exchange were up, so that indicates widening breadth for the market rally. And on the Nasdaq, we also saw greater participation with around 63% of stocks in the index rising. So, for more insights, we're joined by Uma Moriarty the Senior Investment Strategist at Center Square Investment Management. Good morning, Uma. How are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me. How are you? Hey, great having you on. So let's talk about what's happening in the markets right now. We are seeing green on the screen. So what is driving the optimism right now? You know, I think a lot of it really is driven by the fact that we are seeing yields on that 10-year Treasury, as you mentioned, hitting hitting lows that we haven't seen in some time and and coming off of really high levels that we haven't seen in a long, long time here in the U.S. And a lot of that really driven by the fact that we are starting to see some economic data pointing to a slowing economy to the point where you now would anticipate the Fed is done raising interest rates here. And so we're, we're seeing a bit of a relief on the back of that. Yeah, we are seeing some relief. And it does look like going into next year, there have been some well, reason for optimism. We are seeing that the Fed might be able to take its foot off the pedal. Some of the recent indicators have been showing some signs of moderation. So that's what the Fed's been trying to do all along. Absolutely. You know, the Fed has really been trying to tamp down a lot of this elevated demand that was driving so much of this growth. And a lot of that was driven by the fact that we had all of this excess saving from the pandemic, from a lot of the programs that were being that were, that were being spent on a federal, local level as well. And you're starting to see a lot of those excess savings run out. We've seen them effectively been, you know, we've spent them on the lower end of the consumer, but we're starting to hear even on the higher end consumer that those savings are starting to run out. Yeah, a lot of savings being, well, piled up from the pandemic, not a lot of, to, not of um, spending to do back then. And then they started to go traveling, started to go revenge shopping. And there are some signs they pointed out that things are starting to change. Consumer patterns are changing and we've been seeing that play out in the earnings season, the change into more value away from some of the big ticket items. Absolutely. And you've heard even from some of the retailers, right? Take a retailer for like Walmart, for example, that caters to maybe that lower end consumer. In the latest earnings that we got from Walmart, they were indicating some pullback from the consumer. More recently, we've also heard similar types of stories coming from retailers that maybe cater to a higher end consumer. Retailers like Apple, for example, indicating that consumers are starting to pull back in terms of spending a little bit. And so you're starting to see that slowing consumption rolling through the economy. And that's what we really need in order for the Fed to feel confident about consumption that had been deriving some of this inflationary pressure really coming off. Yeah, let's talk about the inflationary pressures because these folks, the retailers, have been trying to well, cope with rising cost pressures, both from the labor front as well as input costs. How is that going for them so far? Where do you see things playing out for them next year? 
You know, I think the retailers have to spend a lot of time really reconfiguring also their their inventory levels, the types of inventory that they were carrying because you saw such a big shift in terms of consumption during COVID and then coming out of COVID, right? During COVID, a lot more spending on goods. Coming out of COVID, you saw that shift really more towards services, which consumers have been spending money on. But I think something that the retailers are working on, and, and we're seeing here as real estate investors at Center Square, we're looking at the real estate aspect, right? We're continuing to see a lot of demand from retailers that have such service-oriented type of product, right? And so those types of retailers are still demanding a lot of space in high-growth markets. We're seeing them lease new spaces. And so those types of retailers are doing really well. Here in the U.S., think of things like your Starbucks or your dentist. Those types of retailers are still doing really well here. Yeah, and we've just got the data overnight. Um, It seems to suggest that initial jobs claims, we got them better than expected in terms of those applying falling more than expected. So that dropped 24,000 to a ring of 209,000. What does this tell you about the labor market right now? You know, in terms of the labor market and these weekly jobless claims numbers, their weekly data points, they fluctuate fairly frequently. But I think in terms of the, the labor market itself, it remains fairly tight. And part of that is really a structural issue. Part of that is driven by the fact that we had a lot of baby boomers, right? So people that were of retirement age, that retired early during COVID, and we're seeing that's a, that's a growing part of the population in the U.S. and even globally. And so you're starting to see those retirements impact the overall workforce and the labor force availability in general. And I think that's driving some of the tightness that we're continuing to see in the labor market despite the, the rest of the economy slowing. All right, we are in conversation with Uma Moriarty. She is the Senior Investment Strategist at Center Square Investment Management. Now, Uma, you've got your eye on REITs. So it does look quite attractive to you right now. How attractive do you think they are and why do you think they are a good proposition for investors to look at right now? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, we look at REITs globally and I would say that one of the biggest things that we see as an attractive you know, attribute for REITs today is the fact that they are priced at a discount. We are seeing REITs trading cheap versus equities broadly, and we are seeing seeing REITs trading cheap versus private real estate. And so as we get to the point now where not only just the Fed, but central banks around the world are starting to effectively say, okay, we are done raising interest rates. On the other side of that, REITs globally, given their discount valuation, are really poised to perform here because that's been that that's been a catalyst that we've been waiting for. Is that we need to we need to see these interest rates really stop rising for REITs to be really well here, and I think we're really at that point globally. Yeah, talking about rates stabilizing, where do you see things going for FOMC? We've got one more meeting next month, and talk about rate cuts coming soon. Where do you see these rate cuts coming? In terms of rate cuts, I think that's maybe a little bit further out in the future, especially here in the U.S. We just have not really seen the economy weaken. We would need to see the economy weaken more meaningfully for the Fed to start thinking about cutting rates. I don't think they're raising rates any further, but I don't think we're going to see rate cuts in the near future. That being said, I think that might be a different story elsewhere in the world, right? Across Europe, you already have some economies that are in a recession. In Asia, obviously, the Bank of Japan has a slightly different agenda and and are moving at a different pace. But as we think about interest rates globally, it does seem like we have definitely gotten to the the point where we are past peak inflation. And so this fight Mm -hmm. against inflation that central banks have been having 
it seems like that at least is somewhat stabilizing now. All right, so it does look like we've got potentially uh, things to look forward to. And looking at how the S&P 500 has been doing this year, pretty good run, up nearly 19% to 4,556. How do you see things shaping up for the rest of the year? Is there going to be a Santa Claus rally? In terms of the Santa Claus rally, we'll, we'll see what that looks like. But I would say one of the things that we've noticed across the broader equity market is that you haven't really seen multiples react the way that you would expect in a higher interest rate environment. And so valuations look a little bit a little bit high across the broader equity market. That being said, a lot of that has been driven by exuberance associated with certain names, associated mm. with things like artificial intelligence. And so it's not as broad-based of, of a performance. Okay, so let's look forward to in the next quarters. We've been chatting with Uma Moriarty. She is a senior investment strategist at Center Square Investment Management. Uma, thanks for your time this morning. Thank you so much. And we'll catch up with you again soon. All right, stay Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.